Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, how are you, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know what? I, I, I'm so glad we're having this show today, Megan, because all I see is people walking around my town with red clown noses. <gasps> me too. I know. And I'm like, what is this about? And it wasn't until I stumbled into a Walgreens that I figured it all out. And that's why we have Lynn Jordan, Director of Retail Marketing for Walgreens, on the line. Hey, Lynn, how's it going? Hi, Joe and Megan. How are you? It's great to be with you. Lynn, do you have your red nose on? I don't have it on because I need to be able to speak through this entire interview. But I do have several with me. That's the problem I had is whenever I ask someone on the street, about it they couldn't tell me because they had the nose on right so i mean it was a real problem it wasn't until i actually went to a walgreens and i saw this big tray of red noses that i made the connection uh but thanks so much for being on the show lynn we really appreciate it could you start off telling us a little bit about red nose day because megan and i were saying before the show what's kind of interesting about red nose day is that's actually a cause import we're so used to exporting these things but it actually came from somewhere else it did yeah, actually, uh, Red Nose Day started in the UK mm. um, about 30 years ago. Um, it was founded by an organization, Comic Relief, yep. and Richard Curtis is the founder of that organization. Um, and really, what they do is they work um, to leverage the power of entertainment to really, um, you know, help raise money to lift children out of poverty. And um, it's been in the UK, like I said, for over 30 years, and wow, they've raised over a billion dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to make sure we didn't gloss over that. They've raised over a billion dollars. Wow. Yes. They've like, raised you over a billion dollars. You don't hear that. You don't hear that very much. No, that's true. You yes. always hear, you know, and, 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 and those Brits can be tight. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's <laughs> nice, Joe. <job. laughs> yeah. They have done a terrific job over there. Yes. Um, and we're just thrilled that this is the second annual Red Nose Day in the U.S. So how did Walgreens get involved? You were involved last year. So, I mean, this is a giant, big thing in the UK. I I expect it's going to grow and be just as successful here. Yeah. It seems like a really fantastic opportunity for Walgreens. But how did how did it all come together? Yeah, I mean, it's actually a really great story because um, as Red Nose Day, the organization was really looking to bring Red Nose Day to the U.S., um, they were really looking to find people that really understood what it was and what the you know overall impact could be as you looked to gain awareness in the U.S. and and really build this campaign. And so um, they started out by talking to NBC, and you know they had um, Paul Taligati, who's the head of late night and special programming there, that's uh, a Brit, and so he understands Red Nose Day because he came from the U.K. <laughs> and then they also did the same thing with Walgreens. Um, number one, obviously, our footprint of over 8,200 stores was a terrific fit mm. um, you know, for getting the awareness out there. But also at the head of uh, Walgreens now, we have a Brit, um, Alec Corlet. Uh, so he also understands yeah. <laughs> the power yeah. of Red Nose Day. Mm-hmm. But also, I should not gloss over the fact that um, we also just share common missions. Um, you know, we have a brand purpose about championing everyone's right to be happy and healthy. So this just really um, is a great 
um, you know, shared mission with with the Red Nose Day organization. You know, it's interesting with Red Nose Day, and I was curious about that, Lynn. The money that they raise goes to what? Because it said it, one of the things I read about it was it raises money to give kids the things they need. What exactly does that mean? Well, it can be a variety of things. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's, I thought. It's actually, yeah. A, yeah. So 11 different charity partners um, that are involved in Red Nose Day 2016 this year. Um, and basically, those um, organizations both fund impacts here domestically as well as internationally. Um, it can be anything from, you know, education to healthcare, you know, including vaccines and so forth, um, as well as, you know, just nutritious food and uh, clean drinking water. So there's, there's a, a lot of different uh, charity organizations that are involved. Um, but all of them working to, you know, lift uh, children out of poverty. And then do the do funds raised get divided evenly or is there some sort of uh, yeah, algorithm, a, if you will? <laughs> right. There's an approach that they do. Essentially, they take 50% of the total dollars raised at the end of the campaign and they spread it evenly across those 11 different charity partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a uh, process where they go through each of the charity partners have an opportunity to put a proposal together and articulate how they would use the money oh. um, if they were to get additional funds um, oh. from the other 50%. And then the board from uh, Comic Relief really decides how the, the remaining 50% is um, allocated across those different organizations. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's really great. that's really interesting. That's so, you know, yeah. I'm always curious about something like this when you execute a program like this at the register. I mean, what did you think, though, the first time someone came to you, Lynn, and was like, we're going to sell these noses at the register. <laughs> people are going to be able it's to gonna buy. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be, people are, uh, are going to be able to get plastic surgery in our stores, but they only have one <laughs> <laughs> a red nose. I mean, you know, because it, a lot of times we see these campaigns and like anything at the register, it can be like a pinup or a register program or a credit card terminal mm-hmm. ask or something like that. I yeah. mean, you know, what are the logistics of handling a program like this? Well, I mean, I think we first had to start out with just educating our team members about what Red Nose Day was. And, mm. you know, last year when it started, the awareness was very low. I think we started the campaign at 4% awareness in the U.S. of what Red Nose Day was. Mm-hmm. By the time we were done, it was at 46% wow. um, awareness. So it grew substantially over that time frame, but a lot of it was our team members. And we just had to spend a lot of time educating them on what it was and why we were partnering um, to bring Red Nose Day to America, mm-hmm. um, but then also just have a lot of fun with it. I mean, the Red Nose is a perfect opportunity to just be silly and have fun and engage with the customer. I mean, the moment you say, would you like to buy a Red Nose mm-hmm. um, to help children or for help fight children's poverty? You know, people are like, yeah, of course, it's a dollar. I'd love to. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, you think that, too. It's like, you know, I guess it's, you know, for people, it's like they're often used to being asked to buy something at the register. You know what I mean? But it certainly isn't always a red nose for something (laughs) like that. You know, I was interesting, too, though, like, did the fact that the red noses need to go on the counter, was that kind of an issue? Because, you know, when I think of when I go to Walgreens and stuff like that, it depends on how much space you have at the register. Was that a real concern in the beginning? Well, we knew um, based on last year, um, we had started out with 5 million red noses last year that we wanted to sell across our, our chain. And um, given that that was the only part of, you know, 
how we we were the exclusive retailer of the Red Nose, but that was all we had. This year, we've expanded our merchandise, which I can touch on later. Mm. But you know, we needed that prime real estate because we wanted that one-on-one customer interaction. Right. We wanted right. people to talk to them about Red Nose Day, so we wanted it to be front and center when the customer was checking out to engage with them to tell them a little bit more about Red Nose Day and the impacts it was making. But then to offer you know the opportunity for them to get involved and join the, the movement. You mentioned other merchandise this year. Why did you decide to expand that? And what exactly did you do? That can't all go at the register, obviously. You know, Lynn, it was funny because when I think about that to selling other merchandise, can you see the store managers? They're like, I already get this at Halloween. Now I got a whole new <laughs> array of things I need to put it's out. All re- it's all but red. But all for a good cause, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I would say that, first of all, last year, one of the things that we did for team member engagement was every Friday, we called it Red Flare Fridays. And it was an opportunity for our team members to wear jeans, which is not something they get to do every day. Um, And then there was T-shirts that were funded by our core vendor partners. And so they got to wear their Red Nose Day T-shirt as well. But as a result of that, they got to be silly. So they they actually went out and bought their own kind of Red Flare type items. So this year, as we approached year two, Number one, it was because we had, um, you know, all the proven success of the UK and the history of the UK and what they've done with additional red flare and official licensed merchandise of Red Nose Day. Um, so we had that, all those learnings, but we also wanted to build on this whole concept of red flare and red flare Fridays and so forth. Um, so we expanded our merchandise this year to include, um, you know, things like springy dealy boppers that you wear on a headband um, to, you know, sequin bow ties and beads that have Red Nose Day on them and so forth. So it's just a whole um, additional assortment to really um, have fun and be silly. And that's our campaign this year is really get seriously silly in support of Red Nose Day. How did those merchandise items sell this year? Any lessons there? And you know what? I'm curious too, Megan, what was the percentage? Did all the monies from those, the sales of those items, Lynn, benefit the cause or just a certain percentage? Yeah, great question. Mm. So um, 100% of the profit from the Red Nose goes to the Red Nose Day Fund. And then the official licensed merchandise, which are you know, beyond the red nose, it's a, a red car nose. Yes, you can have a nose on your car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting you one of those. There, yeah, I know. Right, right, right. <sighs> there's a um, red nose day pin badge. And then um, those all of those items actually give 100% of the profit to the red nose day fund. And then the other red flare that I spoke of, like the headbands and the uh, bow ties and dealy boppers, those give um, 10% of all of our sales go to the Red Nose Day Fund. And then how did how did they do? Like, what, what would you say lessons oh, yeah. are this year for you in terms of adding merchandise? You're going to do that again next year? I'm assuming you're doing this again next year, but are you including that in the future? Absolutely. We will continue. I mean, there's great learnings from the, the merchandise this year, what worked well and maybe what didn't work so well and what people, you know, engaged with. Um, I think we also have just, you know, some of the, the great learnings from our seasonal. I mean, you were talking about that earlier, Joe. <laughs> There's mm. a lot of this merchandise that yeah. reappears that, you know, uh, Halloween and the 4th of July that are, you know, things you can buy in a Walgreens too, like a sequin bow tie. Um, and they're always, you know, big hits. So some of those we have success in just our own walls with, but also some great learnings from the UK. But overall, we've seen some really, really great uh, response to the red flare as well mm. this year. You know, I think it's impressive, Megan, with an organization like uh, uh, Walgreens, though. I mean, the fact that you dedicated a good amount of counter space to something like this, and then you allotted shelf space to it, too. I mean, you know, just in working with businesses and knowing how important those two assets are, I mean, that's a big commitment for you folks. 
Yeah. I mean, we have uh, built a great program with our supplier partners with Red Nose Day um, from the beginning, the way we bring them in and we talk to them about the campaign and then have the opportunity for them to kind of enter at different levels of um, support. Um, and then, you know, as you mentioned, last year we had vendor partners, but this year we've more than doubled those partners um, mm. as a part of the campaign this year. And so we were able to expand beyond the counter uh, with the, uh, you know, Red Flare merchandise, but all of these vendor partners as well um, with, you know, dedicated space in our stores. So we had, you know, depending on the store format and how um, how big the store is and the volume that they do, we had up to a 12-foot section in some stores within our main seasonal aisle yeah. um, highlighting the merchandise, the Red Flare merchandise, but also these vendor partners. Mm. And it's great. We've seen um, really great results. It, it goes back to our team members and what they do on the front lines every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but our vendor partners are coming back to us saying they've never seen a program execute so flawlessly um, with, you know, in stands and, and the in aisle uh, set than this campaign this year. Wow. So, a, what, do you, great. what do you attribute that to? Like what, what are you guys doing right there that makes that so seamless? Well, I mean, we do a ton of communication with Red Nose Day. We really broke down all of our traditional, like, barriers or, you know, norms that people were kind of afraid to break out of. So we, we've really pushed and done a ton of communication with Red Nose Day, unlike any other program at Walgreens, with our team members and store managers um, out there on the front lines. But we've also, you know, built, like, playbooks and so forth in order to just make it really easy and simple for them to understand exactly what they need to do to execute but then also they just love the campaign. Mm. Um, they know that the customers come in and, you know, love to be a part of Red Nose Day. And so they're happy, you know, to be a part of it and also to make sure that those vendor partners are getting, you know, front and center, um, you know, space within our stores in order to highlight what they are also doing to contribute to Red Nose Day. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting, Megan, and I've heard this so much. I was at the National Restaurant Show uh, this past weekend in Chicago, Lynn, uh, where you're from. And I, first of all, I could not believe how big that McCormick Place is in Chicago. It is enormous. <laughs> it's huge. And it had 11,000 booths for the NRA show. But we had a conversation <laughs> with uh, three uh, fast food chains out there, Grimaldi's Pizzeria, Dairy Queen, and Arby's. And what they were talking about the success of their campaigns is they really said the the employee communication and engagement and execution is absolutely critical for these campaigns. Yeah. And, you know, Megan and I know this from doing these campaigns frontline, that if you don't meet or greet uh, an engaged employee at the register, the program is not going to work. I, co- I totally agree. I cannot agree more. I mean, um, it's really about, you know, like you said, just giving them a ton of um, communication and education in order to, you know, basically give them the tool set. Um, that they need in order to engage with the customer. And when they have those talk points and then they understand it and then, you know, it's a motive to them, then it's just the execution is flawless. Yeah. And it's also too about like the idea of having fun. That's something even that these people, these restaurant change men, it's like, you know, you have to treat this like a unique and special campaign and really, you know, encourage people to have fun with this. Um, You know, and and it's not that the rest of the job is that drab, but, (laughs) you know, there's just that opportunity to have some fun and and who the heck can't have fun with the red nose megan <laughs> right 
Absolutely. I'm sure that's a huge draw and and appeal of this program for employees and for customers and for vendors. I mean, it's, you're right. Having an excuse to be silly is really important, but I'm wondering about the flip side of that. So how do you, with 11 featured charities that are benefiting from, from this program, how do you kind of bring those stories back to employees so that they know like, yes, it's fun and it's silly, but really this is helping people. Like how do, how do you communicate that back to employees and customers? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all kind of different, you know, vehicles within the store that we've leveraged, I guess, um, you know, last year as well as this year. You know, we have countermats in our stores that are front and center when, when the um, team member is engaging with the customer about the red nose and asking them. And some of them have, you know, great stats on them around the impact from 2015 mm. um, just to bring it to life and say, you know, hey, you know, last year together with NBC, $23 million was raised for Red Nose Day. And actually, you know, that money is working in all 50 states currently. So it's working here domestically, you know, in your backyard, um, as well as internationally. And so there's some great stats around, you know, just overall the number of meals that were, um, you know, we were able to provide as a result of Red Nose Day 2015, but then other things like vaccinations and so forth. So it makes it very tangible um, for a team member to engage with the customer. Mm. And then how much of that 23 million was raised through merchandise sales at Walgreens and then how much was raised through the NBC televised event? Yeah. So of the 23 million, Walgreens contributed 8.7 of that 23 million last year. Oh, that's that's great. You know, just red nose sales, which is all we had last year with red noses as well as just customer donations and employee donations. That's a big program, Lynn. I it mean, is. you know, in the yeah. world, you know, I mean, $8 million, that's a, that's definitely one of the bigger programs. I mean, the fact is too, you guys have such a big footprint into so many stores, but the fact that you've engaged so many of those stores well in the program are really important. So how does this, you know, Lynn, one of the things I'm curious too is what other cause initiatives is Walgreens involved during the year? Is this, is this the only thing you folks do or do you do other things? We do other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our, you know, big campaigns that we do, um, number one is Get a Shot, Give a Shot, which is mm-hmm. our uh, flu um, immunization program. So mm-hmm. when you come into a Walgreens and get your flu shot, we give a flu shot or a vaccination um, to a child in need. Um, we also have our Vitamin Angels program. Yep. And that's, um, you know, Get Vitamins, Change Lives Everywhere is, is the campaign. And it's the same concept as Get a Shot, Give a Shot. You buy vitamins at Walgreens and we give vitamins. Um, you know, to children around the world via the Vitamin Angels organization. Um, so there's a lot of that one-for-one um, type cause programming that we have at Walgreens. Um, and again, it just makes it very simple for people to understand that when I do this, this is the impact that I'm able to give to others. Well, that's good. So right now, anyways, you only have one program that's actually happening at the register in terms of your cashiers making an ask. Yes, that's correct. Ah, very good. Uh, we have actually made a very, very um, diligent, um, you know, calendar around, you know, when we are actually executing these programs so that, you know, they can really, you know, be the, the hero of that month or, right. you know, during that campaign time. Right. And did the, did the adoption of this Red Nose Day effort sort of push out some other things that had been happening in the cause space at Walgreens? I feel like just from being a bystander, it's, that seemed like that was happening, but I, I, obviously I don't not internal to Walgreens. Yeah, I mean, we have those really, you know, what I'll call our tentpole cause marketing programs that mm-hmm. we're doing, which is like get a shot, give a shot, vitamin angels, red nose day. Uh, we've, you know, recently partnered with Free the Children as well. And we do marketing around that as well. 
Um, when you talk about other um, organizations that we've supported historically that you might recognize, you know, like American Heart Association, American Diabetes Association, those are all still very important to us mm-hmm. um, because it obviously aligns with our, our mission as well as, you know, our, our customer base. Um, the, the difference there really is, is that we used to do those via, you know, a pen pad execution at the register where right. we ask for a donation. Mm-hmm. And, right. and we found that really... You know, the customer, it's not a great customer experience, number one. Um, And number two, um, a lot of these organizations, we actually do better when we execute them very Mm -hmm. hyper-local. So our team members in our stores love to get behind, you know, the diabetes walks and so forth. And so we basically allowed, you know, essentially them to, you know, continue to partner with these organizations um, at the very local level. Um, not to say that we're not doing anything from, you know, the support office or national level with them as well, because we are, we're sponsoring all of those organizations that I mentioned. Um, but we're really letting the activation happen at a very hyper local. Mm. And, you know, I think the key word there too, Lynn, is the experience. And we mm. find a lot of companies really thinking about that. Like, you know, how can we make cause marketing less transactional and more of a positive experience, both for customers and employees? Absolutely. Yeah. Make yeah. it less like and a job. Make it fun and change the world, right? Right. Make it emotive. You know, they, they, people want to understand where their money's going and um, the impact that they're able to, you know, provide. That's fantastic. Well, Lynn, this has all been so fascinating. Thank you so, so much for sharing a little bit more about Red Nose Day with our listeners. And congratulations on such a great program. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, just want to say, just go ahead. on some results from this year, if yeah, you don't mind. please. I mean, today... Um, so I think um, earlier I was saying, you know, we had 5 million red noses last year and we sold out of them um, last year. And so awesome. uh, I just wanted to highlight that we've sold over 10 million, actually over 12 million red noses this year already. Oh, my gosh. Um, in, the, in the nose sales that we just got this morning. And we've raised over $18 million. Oh, my so gosh. That's fantastic. You, We're really, uh, the, really proud. In nose sales, you beat every plastic surgeon in California. <laughs> Think about that, Lynn. Indeed. I mean, that's an accomplishment. That, that you is have really... given more people new noses than anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. And people but, can still come because we're, we're selling them through June 4th, um, as well as, you know, all the other merchandise. So excellent support Red Nose Day. I'm so glad that you just mentioned that, too. And so people can buy that at their local Walgreens store. And then where can people find out more about the campaign online if they want to do that? Yeah, actually, you can go on Walgreens.com slash Red Nose Day and, um, you know, see a lot of um, more information about the campaign, as well as all that we've done from a marketing perspective to engage America this year, which is we actually t- we actually put together 50 different videos in all 50 states highlighting how Red Nose Day came to life in America this year. So there's a lot of great content out there for people to watch and engage with Red Nose Day. Um, and then, of course, we would love everybody to post a selfie on uh, social media with the hashtag Red Nose. Yeah, that awesome. would be awesome. I'm going to have to do that. I was just going to say we should do that when we're together at the conference next Absolutely. next week, Joe. Yep. Joe, where can people find you with your Red Nose on the line? <laughs> Well, they can find me with my red nose. I'm going to be on Twitter talking to Lynn and Megan at Joe Waters. Of course, people can find me at SelfishGiving.com, and which has lots of red in it. It doesn't have a nose, but there's <laughs> lots of red on my site, Lynn. You'll be very happy to know. And lots of clowning. And lots of clowning Wonderful. around. Wonderful. And, and people can definitely find me on Pinterest at Pinterest.com, uh, front slash Joe Waters with all my cause marketing pins. Where can people find you with your nose, Megan? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetC. 
CMF. And you can find show notes for today's episode at selfishgiving.com, as Joe just mentioned, as well as causeupdate.com. And please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And we're also on Google Play. So look for us there. And on behalf of Lynn and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 